You're now listening to Binge Brew Brain Podcast, the show that teaches simple neuroscience-based strategies to ending overeating, binge eating, emotional eating, and yo-yo dieting. I'm Natalia, your host, and I'm here to help you create wellness without the obsession. Let's get started. Hello, hello, hello. Happy Valentine's Day in like four <laughs> days. So here's the deal, guys. Binge eaters, well, studies say that binge eaters often struggle with lower self-esteem. They have problems with accepting themselves, not mentioning, even loving themselves. So, because Valentine's Day is coming, so I thought that maybe we could talk today about self-love. And I'm recording this episode spontaneously, so it might be a little bit disorganized. Also, it seems like this episode doesn't have much to do with binge eating, eating disorders and disordered eating, but I think that those issues are related. So tune in today's episode in which I'm going to show you the difference between loving yourself and loving yourself from my own personal perspective from my own personal experience because you see about like 10 years ago I entered the self-improvement world and I started reading all those self-help books I started building some helpful and healthy habits and of course I'm grateful for that time I still reap the benefits from my past self who was more self-disciplined and who wanted to improve uh, herself but there are a couple of problems with that and I'm going to mention that in the, later in the, in the episode. But anyways, around that time when I entered this self-improvement world, I also started openly talking about self-love because apparently it was the thing that everybody was crazy about. So I also jumped on that wagon and I also talked about uh, self-love how my self-love really looked like was a little bit different because how I expressed it was mainly by saving Pinterest, you know, pictures that that contained quotes about self-love. So that was mainly it. And also I would make some YouTube videos, you know, how to love yourself, how to silence your inner critic. Like from perspective of time, I'm laughing at that. But apparently at, at, at the time I thought that this is important and this is the way to, to do it. So anyways, I was all about loving myself, but I was also really trying hard to improve myself. I didn't really want to try to get to know myself better. I just wanted to be better, <laughs> be better version of myself. I had I had the idea how my successful self could look like and I just tried to scope myself as that person. I internalized a lot of values that other people were promoting. So if I would read somewhere in the article or in a book that successful people wake up at 5 a.m., I would start doing it. <laughs> I started meditation, yoga. If uh, somebody said that I don't know, drinking smoothies for breakfast is good for you, I would do it. Like, tell me what to do. I'm just gonna do it. It's done. And none of those things is bad, right? Like meditation or waking up in the morning. There's nothing bad in it. But I believe that my intention behind it wasn't always pure and innocent. I think that by doing those things, I believe that I... I will become superior <laughs> in some kind of way, that I'm going to be better than, than people surrounding me. And I felt internal pride in myself. 
I, I believe that at the time I was loving myself, but I loved myself because I was doing those things that I thought I supposed to be doing. If I was living up to my own expectations, I was good enough to give myself permission to love myself. Another thing I've noticed, and this came up actually uh, during the therapy sessions, like years after that, I noticed that my well-being was, and perhaps still is, strongly attached to my performance. So when I feel good, it's probably because I accomplished something. Most of my feel-good moments come after something has been accomplished by me, which is not the best way to live life because your brain will always move the goalpost. In a way, you, we've been all programmed to believe that we are not good enough, that we're not measuring up, that other people are better than we are. Because our brains are hardwired to help us survive and reproduce. And who survives? The fittest. That's why we always strive for something better. We always want to improve ourselves. But also, I don't think that that's the way to, to do it. And how do I know that my form of self-love that I exhibited a couple of years ago, that it wasn't a true self-love? Well, because it didn't really last for a long time. When I relapsed into my depression and binge eating, all of it collapsed. I forgot about loving myself. I was the worst bully to myself. I gave up on myself. I wanted to punish myself. Like It feels like every day I would wake up and think to myself, like, Natalia, you are going to be miserable cow who doesn't deserve a single serotonin molecule. Just hide in your cave, be depressed and wait for the death. I think that that was like self-talk, which I had almost every day. So that's why I know that this, this very superficial self-love, it wasn't really true. And in comparison, I want to uh, share with you how it looks right now, how I experience it right now. So first of all, I know that I unconditionally love myself and the world and other people and nature but I know that I sometimes forget about it. I know that I won't feel this self-love all the time, but I know it's there. And when I think, when my thinking is, is clouded with all of those worrisome thoughts, I know that I could still dig up this, this self-love. It's there. I'm just not at the level of consciousness to be able to access it at the time. But that's okay, because my mood soon will change and I might see it more clearly. The second sign of true love that I observed in myself recently is that I'm not saying, I'm not bragging about my self-love, I'm just showing up for myself. It's the self-love, it's for myself, it's more intimate. Nobody has to, has to know about it, I don't have to make like YouTube videos about that. I mean, right now I'm making a podcast about that, so apparently my ego still wants to brag about it. <laughs> but anyways, so th this self-love I feel right now towards myself, I also feel that it overflows, that I allow other people to love me because I love myself and I want to also share this love. Because also for years, I, I believe that I'm not capable of truly loving other people. <laughs> I knew that I could fall in platonic love, that I could love my family, but I couldn't imagine myself being in love that is grounded in, in more stable feeling. I believe that I wouldn't be able to be in a long-term relationship. 
And back then, if somebody would express their love towards me or just interest in me, I would have assumed that their bar is just very, very low. <laughs> so I believed that I'm not good enough. And as I said uh, a couple of moments ago, right now, of course, things look radically different and I'm very happy about that. <laughs> Okay, what are other signs I've noticed that my love towards myself is deeper and different than it used to be? Well, I'm not punishing myself anymore so much. <laughs> I know myself well enough to know what's good for me and what's not. So it's not only about pushing yourself. Sometimes you really need to rest. Sometimes you really need to do nothing and allow yourself to, to watch Netflix and eat popcorn or something like that. Another thing I've done is I lowered my expectations towards myself. Right now, I know that I don't have to be the best in everything. Not everything needs to be perfect. Also, previously, I wouldn't allow for mistakes. I would beat myself up for every mistake. And right now, I know that mistakes are feedback that I can still learn from every mistake I make. Coming back to the topic of self-help books that I mentioned before, that previously I would consume all of those books because I wanted to improve myself. I believe that there's something wrong with me, so I need to be better. Uh, but right now, if I look for the information about how to maybe change something in my behavior, it's, it's more about looking for ways that I can change my perspective on things. So I used to read books to improve myself, and right now... I'm reading books because I want to maybe improve my perspective uh, on things. And one thing I just want to mention is that, is that there's nothing wrong in wanting to eliminate our problematic behaviors or developing our strengths, but it all depends from what kind of mindset we approach those things. So I think that years ago I approached it uh, from the perspective that I am, I am broken, there's something wrong with me. And I believe that it's possible that many people approach this world of self-development with the notion that there's something wrong with them, that they are damaged, broken, incomplete. They are left with that sense of lack, right? Uh, they, they also identify with that limiting belief. Uh, they own a deficiency and incorporate it into their core identity and that just perpetuates the idea that you are broken and you are not broken <laughs> so i i believe that 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 you know there is something wrong with me that i need to change it but right now i i feel that it's more about knowing yourself <laughs> so a couple of centuries ago a couple of centuries even before christ in ancient greece there was a popular temple of of apollo in delphi do you know what kind of inscription was at the entry to that oracle? Nosce te ipsum, which we could translate to know yourself. So the Delphic oracle offered wisdom to people and then decided that knowing yourself is pretty important part of human life. They didn't put a sign, improve yourself, overcome your shortcomings, be the best version of yourself. No, they put a sign, know yourself. By getting to know yourself better, you learn how to better navigate in the world. You're not trying to desperately run away from who you are just to pretend to be someone else. And this knowing yourself 
not necessarily fixing yourself, allows you to find radical self-acceptance and self-love. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to today's rumble. <laughs> so, what's in this episode for you? Well, honestly, I don't know, maybe nothing. <laughs> There are no steps you can follow that will lead you to enlightenment, self-love and peace of mind. Of course, I encourage you to explore what self-love means to you and how you can find it, because I believe that it's there. But maybe you should look inward instead of outward. And that was it, guys. Valentine's Day themed podcast episode. <laughs> I'm not sure if I will publish it because let's be honest, the last couple of minutes, it's been a bit of a gibberish, <laughs> probably not publishing. So we're gonna see. Anyways, thank you so much uh, for listening to today's episode. If you would like to share with me your thoughts, remember that you can always message me on social media. You can always send an email. I would love to hear your perspective on things that I talk on my podcast. Thank you so much again. Have a great day and see you in the next episode. Bye! If you enjoyed today's episode and you would like to stay in touch with me, make sure to follow Pinchproof Brain on Instagram. And if you are ready to take this material to the next level and apply what you've learned, then go ahead and submit your application for my Pinchproof Brain coaching program. Thank you so much for joining me today and have a great day.